Hello and welcome to St. Paul's Faith to Go podcast, your on-the-go resource for everything you need to have faith discussion throughout your day, at home, at work, with your friends, and with your family or your dogs and cats. My and name, your dogs and cats because they're part of your family. My name is Abigail Krieger and I'm the Director of Children, Youth, and Family Ministries. And I'm Maya Little Sonia and I'm the Youth Minister here at St. Paul's. My name is David Tremaine, and I'm the Director of Outreach and Formation here at St. Paul's Cathedral in rainy San Diego, California. This rain smells really nice. I like it. Well, for our uh, listeners in Excelsior, Minnesota, (laughs) it's probably colder than here, colder in there, colder there than it is here. If you're you're listening in Excelsior, Minnesota, we we want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. Um, well, thanks everybody for tuning in to this week's episode of our Faith to Go podcast. Uh, like every week, uh, we're going to help you get ready for your faith discussions that are going to hopefully take place at home, at work with your friends or with your family. Or dogs and cats. Or your dogs and cats. Um, all of these, again, connect uh, back to our Faith to Go resources, which you can find at stpaulcathedral.org slash faith to go. There's um, a bunch of different resources for you. They are updated every week. They're all based on the gospel, and there are resources for three different age groups. So it should be able to cover everybody and all the discussions that you're looking to have. So like every week, what we're going to do is discuss the gospel so we can kind of flesh out what the gospel message is for this week, and then you guys will, you will all take it from there at home with those at-home discussions. But before we can do that, we need to hear the gospel. Uh, and Abby is going to read it, and it's uh, Matthew 23, verses 1 through 12. Good job. Thank you. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, The scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat. Therefore, do whatever they teach you and follow it, but do not do as they do, for they do not practice what they teach. They tie up heavy burdens hard to bear and lay them on the shoulders of others, but they themselves are unwilling to lift a finger to move them. They do all their deeds to be seen by others, for they make their phylacteries broad and their fringes long. They love to have the place of honor at banquets and the best seats in the synagogues and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to have people call them rabbi. But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher and you are all students." And call no one your father on earth, for you have one father, the one in heaven. Nor are you to be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Messiah. The greatest among you will be your servant. All who exalt themselves will be humbled, and all who humble themselves will be exalted. Thanks, Abby. So, David, please explain what phylacteries are to us, because I know everyone's wondering what that is. There was some confusion. Phylacteries and fringes. Here, can I see it? Wait, we know what fringe is, guys. Yeah, come on. Come on. <laughs> well, in this context, the what they're talking about are like prayer tassels. Yeah. So you'd wear your tassels to know, to remember to pray and to remember the law. Um, but this is our second week in a row that we get to refer back to Deuteronomy 6. Ooh. Aren't you guys excited? What a treat. I know. Deuteronomy is just a gem of a book. I, I don't know. know. All of like Leviticus, Deuteronomy, Numbers, it's a... It's interesting. It does get a little repetitive. I kind of... But it's they, like, it each, of, they each have their own specific voice. Well, instead of counting sheep, I read Leviticus. There you go. Um, so, last week, uh, we talked about the Shema, mm-hmm. which is 
from Deuteronomy 6, and Shema means hear or listen. So this is from Deuteronomy 6, chapter 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Keep these words that I am commanding you today in your heart. Recite them to your children and talk about them when you are at home and when you are away, when you lie down and when you rise up. Bind them as a sign on your hand. Fix them as an emblem on your forehead and write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So, um, have you guys ever heard of a mezuzah? Like Azusa Pacific? No. I was going to say that sounds like um, Missoni the designer. It's, a, <laughs> it's actually a little box. It's a little box that you keep um, like pieces of paper that have parts of the Torah written on it. Mm-hmm. And you put it on your doorpost. Mm-hmm. So that's the, you write them on the doorposts and on the gates of your house. So that also says bind them as a sign on your hand. And on your forehead. So like a phylactery is the little, a little box that you tie like a headband. And there's also these wraps that go around your left arm that also attach a little box to your arm. And then uh, to say it when, recite them to your children, talk about them when you're at home, when you're away, when you lie down, when you rise. It's like keep the law mm-hmm. in your heart and in your remembrance all the time. So, when Jesus is saying they wear their phylacteries broad and their fringes long, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like they want to make, it's like really pronouncing to everyone how much they know of the law and how much they remember of their prayers. Or how pious they are. Exactly. It's kind of like that. That's like the initial, that's like the first level. It's like they're walking around. What he's saying is like, you know, they, they, they tell p- other people what to do to keep the law, but they're not really doing it themselves. Showing off. And so that's kind of like the burdens. It says they tie up heavy burdens and place them on others, but they're not willing to lift a finger to do it themselves. Like the law. Exactly. But, but they, like, show that they care about the law and yet don't do anything about it is kind of what he's saying. Mm-hmm. So the theme for this week is is playing off of um, the reference to humility in here and being humble. This kind of reminds me of um, the parable we read a few weeks ago with the rock and the stones being mm-hmm. broken over the cornerstone. Mm-hmm. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This mm-hmm. was the Lord's doing and it is amazing in our eyes. The one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces and it will crush anyone on whom it falls. Yeah. kind of reminds me of like the humble will be exalted and the exalted yeah. will be humbled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because if you think about, if you think about again what Jesus is pointing out about the, these phylacteries on your forehead and the, thing, and the tassels coming off of your clothes, um, Jesus might also be pointing to something else that if you were actually like in front of someone wearing these things you would be able to tell but it's hard to tell just from reading about it because in that the Hebrew in that Deuteronomy passage actually says doesn't say wear it on your forehead it says wear it between your eyes Mm. so it's like if you were which you know gets translated as forehead but if you were wearing something between your eyes and you wore it really broad it would cover your eyes up and you wouldn't be able to see so it's like 
they're blinded by the law. their pursuit of showing other people how great they are. And if they wear their tassels really long, that is something that you could trip over. I was going to say, I broke my leg because I tripped. So that's right. a tripping hazard. So it's like being blind and stumbling. Like their attempts at exalting themselves are really the things that are going to make them blind and stumble. Right. Their mm-hmm. attempt to show the path for others will make it obscured and they'll trip on it. Right. Because like all these attempts at... at exalting themselves are eventually going to lead to their humbling, their yeah. own humiliation, mm-hmm. you could say. So at, at that last part, when it says those who, those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and all who humble themselves will be exalted, it might not be this like eschatological claim, eschatological meaning like, mm-hmm. just wait until the end times, you guys, and right. God's going to humble you. It's yeah. like, no, like you're going to trip over yourself and humble yourself mm-hmm. by trying to exalt yourself. Yeah. And I think that is really true. Like, I, like, think of the times in your life when you've tried to show how much better you are than other people. Like, yeah. Does it ever really and work? And you just fall flat on your face. I right. think that's also just like sin in general, yeah. where it's most of the times we're, we're the ones who create our own hell by the mm-hmm. sins in which we participate by whatever situation those get us in, whatever, how we punish ourselves mm-hmm. versus how we are punished by God. We just end up getting blinded and stumbling instead of yeah. doing what we think we should be doing. Yeah. And I think that's a really good, that's a really good move, like away from like thinking about, oh, just wait, God's going to, mm-hmm. everything's going to catch up with you and God's going to take you down later. It's right. not really, God's not like out to get anybody. Yeah. Right. It's like Jesus is saying, you know, follow Follow these things I'm teaching you, not because someday God's going to be mad if you don't, but it's going to help you right now. And kind of bringing it back to the present, back to the present, back to the present. Because it really is a painful experience to think you're better than other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. And it's, it's kind of like the intention is more than what is actually happening on the outside. Like if you're intending to be a good person or intending to be a kind and generous and, you know, just overall excellent human being, if you're Mm -hmm. intending that just to help the world and just to help the people around you and be good examples for God, then that's different than just being like, Oh, I do all this stuff for God and I do all this, uh, volunteer work or you know I spend all my free time you know making food for the homeless because I'm such a good person mm-hmm. you boast about it too. it, it kind of ties back yeah. to the, the Pharisees and, and I think this whole honestly passage is about humble service so mm-hmm. when you do help others or want to instruct others do so not to rule but to serve mm-hmm. just like Jesus did because Jesus mm-hmm. did not come to be a king or a conqueror um, he came to be a humble servant and then in by doing so he conquered all. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also so much, so much about relationship mm-hmm. that the point of it isn't to be the best or the first or the most exalted or even to try to be the most humble, mm-hmm. but that like the point of it is being in relationship with one another. And so like if you think about it in terms of service, if mm-hmm. you just, if you're going out and saying, what I'm going to do is try to be the best servant. Mm-hmm. And like, this is, look how like much I serve other people. 
It's like somehow service can become a barrier to human relationship mm -hmm. when you don't recognize your own need right. to be served, like your own needs so and when the I way the... that you are, mm -hmm. you know, in need of other people's help. When I took the Enneagram mm -hmm. and it's, I'm type two, mm -hmm. which is like the helper, um, I really, I honestly struggle, struggle with humility, not necessarily that I'm better than anyone, but in the sense that I feel not intentionally, but I've noticed that I kind of have a sense of entitlement as well, or just kind of motivation too. So like, why am I stretching myself so thin to help others? Mm -hmm. Um, because what the act is virtuous, but necessarily what I expect to get back isn't, um, mm -hmm. where I'm helping others to be appreciated, mm -hmm. um, or to be praised, or to feel fulfilled. Mm -hmm. um, and those can be good side effects of helping others, but if that's the only reason you're doing that instead of genuinely wanting to help your brother and sister, mm -hmm. um, then that's not good. Well, I think, I think it's also, like, if you, look, if you look at the story, it's like Jesus is saying, Jesus isn't saying, look at these Pharisees, look how bad they are. Mm -hmm. He's not just standing up so he can shame the Pharisees. It's like... If you are, if you're doing anything just to exalt yourself, even if it's like serving other people to get away from the fact that you need help, like right. denying the fact that you need help, you're going to stumble and fall and it's going to, you're going to come directly face to face with the fact that you need somebody to help you back up. Right. And not just serving others, but teaching others and ruling over others. Because I think about how he said, you shall not call anyone father. Mm hmm so, I mean, obviously he didn't mean it literally, but what he means is that I think it's kind of a little bit of a feminist moment on Jesus' part where it's like even fathers who think they are the leaders, um, people who think they deserve respect will be humbled by the Father in heaven. Mm. And people that in, the, in his society, where the like in a patriarchal type society, mm -hmm. where they, fathers and males and rabbis and teachers... Uh, were the ones with the VIP at the banquet table and uh -huh. such, that these people will be humbled um, because they think they rule everything. Or So he says the same thing with rabbi. He does the same thing with father. Because, uh -huh. um, yeah, I can call someone, like, rabbi, like, it's okay. Like, you know, I can right. use that word. And I think another matter of service is, like, with helpers, it's like, are you getting what you need? Yeah. And, um, like, how therapists always need to have therapists. Yeah. Um, I think that's the biggest thing is when he says, you know, you're, you all have one father, you're all siblings. It's like, it's about equality. It's about recognizing that as much as you might serve, recognize that you need to be served sometimes. Mm -hmm. And just to relegate, to like split society into people that do the serving and the people that are needy and need to be served is just building up barriers against relationship. And it's, and it's like, it's, he's not saying the Pharisees have it all wrong. He's saying, like, mm -hmm. they sit on Moses' seat. Like, they sit on the seat mm -hmm. of teaching the law. They are, they are the communicators and passers down of the law. So you still need to listen to them. It's not like they're totally wrong. Right. It's just like, they're not playing, they're not playing in the same rules as everyone else. They're not else. pulling they're like, their weight, basically. They're not like, yeah, they're not, they're not playing the part of being our siblings. Right. And it's about... It's about, you know, it's about recognizing our, our familial bonds as people, right. as like one family under God. Or like you think of your parents, right? As like, and that's why I think this is pretty developmentally appropriate for discussions with children is because we tend to idealize our parents. Mm -hmm. um, and as we get older, we see that our parents are human beings with struggles and desires and opinions that sometimes we don't agree with. Sometimes we 
get become disillusioned with that. And so I think it's appropriate to have that conversation conversation with your child like, yeah, you should listen to me because I'm your parent and I'm your teacher. And so that kind of goes with the parental authority. But also, you know, I mess up too. I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we need God or we need um, other guidance. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good conversation to have with any yeah. child at any age. Yeah. And I also, it's the, the hope also is for these conversations is like, to have a real in-depth discussion about what it means to serve, what it means to be in service to others, what it means for building relationship with other people, and also what it means to be clear about our own needs. Boundaries, too. Yeah, having need, having recognizing our own needs as well as recognizing the needs of others. Uh, yeah. When I was in the third grade, there was a teacher, you know, it's a third grade classroom, so scraps of paper everywhere. The floor would always get pretty dirty, and so... Um, me and my friends would always stay by and we would help clean it up. But then we found out, it's like, hey, if we keep doing this, we get candy too. And so we ended up expecting candy every time we did this. Mm-hmm. And one time she didn't have candy and my friend was like, are you serious? We just did this. And I was thinking, I was like, okay, but we also get something back from this too. We get a clean classroom. And at the, it kind of snapped me back. It's like, oh, we were just doing this for candy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's like... That's a great example of like the development of how this happens. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not like the Pharisees started out wanting to be hypocrites. No, yeah. we were nice. We just wanted to help. Yeah, they're like, we're going to follow the law. I I heard a great sermon this last weekend, mm-hmm. like showing some, like exploring the real, like real empathy for the Pharisees, mm-hmm. like saying like, do you ever feel like you're messing up that you can't do anything right? It's like, how do you think these Pharisees feel? Jesus. Like they're doing their, they're really doing their best. Yeah. They're trying. They're trying to keep the law. And Jesus is saying, yeah, you guys, the law is important. Absolutely. But you've forgotten your intention. Right. It's just like last yeah. week. It's like you've forgotten about that. Like the law is to help you be humble mm-hmm. in the service of other people's other people. And the law is to help you be in relationship to God and to other people and to yourself. Right. And what it's become is this stumbling block. Right. Or that the law isn't phylacteries and fringes. It's scooting over your seat at the banquet table to scoot someone else in that didn't have a seat before. Right. Exactly. Knowing that someday you're going to show up to the banquet table having just stumbled your way there late and yeah. that person's going to scoot over so you can sit down too. But that you aren't going there expecting to have the, right. the seat of authority. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, as we wrap it up here, I think there's, if you're going to focus on kind of three core ideas uh, when you're having these faith discussions with your family, um, kind of consider, consider a, a kind of deep uh, conversation about what it means to serve other people and be humble, um, about what it means to be aware of our own needs as well as the needs of others, that they're both equally important. And what it, what it means to be all equal in the eyes of God. I think it's about equality and awareness and serving mm-hmm. and really trying to explore what those are. So Maya's going to read it one more time. So after having this conversation and thinking about those three things and kind of taking apart the text a little bit, see if when you listen to it this second time, if anything else jumps out. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, The scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat. Therefore, do whatever they teach you and follow it. 
Do not do as they do, for they do not practice what they teach. They tie up heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on the shoulders of others. But they themselves are unwilling to lift a finger to move them. They do all their deeds to be seen by others, for they make their phylacteries broad and their fringes long. They love to have the place of honor at the banquets and the best seats in the synagogue, and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces, and to have people call them rabbi. But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher, and you are all students. And call no one your father on earth, for you have one father, the one in heaven. Nor are you to be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Messiah. The greatest among you will be your servant. All who exalt themselves will be humbled, and all who humble themselves will be exalted. Thanks, Maya. Thanks, David. Thanks, Abby. Thanks, you guys. Thank Thanks, you. everybody, for tuning in. We Make sure you uh, go to sdpaulcathedral.org slash faith to go and check out all the faith to go resources for this week. Mm-hmm. Rate and review us on iTunes. Yes. Send us an email. Hamilton if you're, wants five Hamiltons. If you're interested in Ham giving stars. us some feedback Ham or have any questions. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.